Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. You uh, got interested in gravity in, in, in what kind of way? Because it's not something everybody would just say, hey, I'm going to write a book about this. I suppose I'm, I'm intrigued by the... The paradoxes, I mean, it's the, the force that we think was the first to be understood by Isaac Newton in the 1600s, you know, so three or four hundred years ago, and yet it's the least understood today. You know, it's the weakest force by some tremendous factor. I mean, the electric force which is holding together the atoms in your body is 10,000 billion, 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 billion times stronger than gravity. So gravity is fantastically weak. And yet on the very large scale, the scale of planets and stars and galaxies in the universe, it controls everything. So the weakest force is, is the most powerful on the large scale. And, of course, the other thing is that, um, uh, you know, we think of it as a, as a force like a piece of invisible elastic that connects the sun to the Earth and keeps the Earth going around the, the sun. But Einstein showed us 100 years ago that, in fact, that's completely incorrect. And there is no such force as gravity. So the force of gravity does not actually exist. If we did not have gravity, what would happen? Would everything, well. <laughs> everything just go haywire? Well, basically, we live in a, in a, in a very, very boring universe because the, the reason that, that matter is clumped into uh, interesting things like the sun and the stars and the planets and, and all that kind of stuff is because of gravity. It's an attractive force. I mean, this, is the, uh, this was Newton's discovery. It's a universal force, so that means it's a force which... Uh, operates between every chunk of matter and every other chunk of matter. So, you know, we all know that there's a force pulling the, the moon towards the, the Earth or the Earth towards the sun, but actually it's, it's a universal force, which means there's a force between you and the person that walking past you on the high street, on the street. There's a force between you and the coins in your pocket. It's just that the, on, on that scale, the force is quite weak. So, um, you know, it, it, it trumps together all the interesting objects in the universe. There would be no planet Earth if there were no gravity. And, and the moon would smash into us, or what would happen with that? Well, I mean, it would just fly off, basically, off, off towards the stars, you know. I mean, it, it, this, this, is, this was Newton's genius, because Newton, uh, a, a man of the, the 17th century whose father um, couldn't even write and, and signed his name with a cross, recognized that the same force that was uh, pinning his feet to the ground and causing an apple to fall from a tree was the same force that was keeping the moon trapped around the the earth now that's a that's a stroke of genius because uh, an apple falls from a tree to the ground it's not obvious that the moon is falling as well but newton recognized that it is falling it's actually falling in a circle so his genius was to realize that the the earth and the heavens are governed by exactly the same force exactly the same laws and that would have been a tremendously um brave thing to say in the 17th century because obviously uh, it was a very religious time, and people believed that the heavens were governed by different forces than the earth. So to say there was just one force that, that governed terrestrial affairs and celestial affairs was, was, a, was a really brave thing. He was actually an incredibly religious person, and in fact, most of his work was actually analysis of the Bible. 
And huh. uh, his scientific work was actually only a small portion of his life. All right, give us your definition that we, we, we could understand yep. on what gravity is. Gravity is an attractive force between every chunk of matter and every other chunk of matter. Okay, so there's an attractive force, as I said, between you and the coins in your pocket, between you and someone on the street, between the sun and the earth. So, so every single piece of matter, every single piece of mass, attracts every other piece with this force. Now, um, Newton also was able to, uh, by comparing the fall of an apple to the way the moon was moving, he was able to figure out how that force changed with distance. So the force gets weaker uh, the further apart two masses are. And it, it drops off as what we call an inverse square law. So if you double the distance between two masses, then the force is four times as weak. If you triple it, it's nine times as weak. So he figured that out. So it's a universal attractive force between all bits of matter. Um, and, and as I said in the, in the beginning, we still don't quite understand what the actual, what gravity is. Newton described it, but we don't actually know what it is. What did our old friend Albert Einstein think of gravity? Well, interestingly, he showed that it didn't exist, the force of gravity. Uh, as I said in the beginning, the, the Newton was thinking that, that there was this force between you know, the sun and the earth. That, I mean, think of it as a piece of invisible, mm -hmm. an invisible tether or something like that, a piece of elastic that connects the earth to the sun and, and, and keeps us constrained to go around the sun forever. Newton, uh, sorry, Einstein realized that that's an illusion. Uh, what the sun in fact does is it warps or bends the space-time around it. Now, space-time is not something you can see. Um, it, it, it's, it's a higher dimensional thing that you cannot see. So, but the sun actually creates a valley in the space around it. And the earth rolls around the edge of this valley, rather like a roulette ball around a roulette wheel. So actually, there is no force of gravity at all. We're just responding to this, this hidden warpage of space-time. Now, we can't see it, which is why it took a genius like Einstein to realize. Now, the ultimate proof hmm. that this is correct and that space or space-time is actually a thing that can be warped and bent is the discovery made in America on the 14th of September 2015, and that was the discovery of gravitational waves. Because if space-time or space-time is a, is a thing that can be warped, as Einstein told us, it's something that can be rippled as well just like the surface of, uh, of a pond. And those ripples are gravitational waves, and they were picked up, as I say, in Hanford, Washington State, and um, um, in Louisiana on the 14th of September 2015. And the uh, three of the people that made that discovery won the 2017 Nobel Prize for Physics. And, and Marcus, if you were to have two people holding a bedsheet Yep. And somebody dropped a bowling ball in, in the middle of this bed sheet, and it would kind of like roll down in the bottom and, and sag the sheet with it. Is that like warping space and time? Exactly. Exactly. So say we had a, a race of ants that lived, say, on a, not, let's, let's, let's not say a, a bed sheet, let's say a trampoline. Let's say we had a race of ants They live on the surface of a trampoline. They only know about the surface of the trampoline, so they, they can't experience above and below the trampoline. And you put, a, a, as you say, a bowling ball on the trampoline. Okay, from our perspective, because we're three-dimensional creatures, we see that it's got it, it, you know, a depression that's created. From their perspective, they don't see that at all. They see that if they walk across their, their uh, trampoline, they appear to be bent towards this bowling ball. And they may think, oh, there's an attractive force um, 
they could not even call it gravity. Um, but of course, from our perspective, from this higher dimensional perspective, we see there is no such force. All there is, as you just pointed out, is the depression caused by the, the bowling ball. And that's exactly the way it is with the sun. Uh, we think there's a force because we, we, our path is bent into, a, into an ellipse or a circle around the sun. The Earth's path is bent. But actually, if we could see things from a higher dimensional perspective, we would see that, in fact, that isn't the case. And that the, the, the sun is as you, pretty much like a, a bowling ball that has depressed the space mm -hmm. around it. Is the rule of physics that helps determine, I believe, gravity, is it the same throughout the universe? I mean, are, are there any surprises out there? Well, I mean, this, I mean, first of all, I should point out that, that, that this, what's so incredible is that Newton, picked, he actually identified a universal force. Okay, so it's a force that applies in all places in the universe. And he didn't have any instruments to do it with either. No. No, at all times. And it was a very, very simple force. So then, then you have to ask yourself, the universe could be actually constructed in a really complicated way. But it's actually constructed in such a simple way that a man of the 17th century could identify a universal force. That is one that applies in all places, all places and all times. As far as we know, uh, I mean, obviously Einstein has, has, has shown that Newton, Newton's theory was actually, well, Einstein, Newton's theory is an approximation of Einstein, so Einstein got a slightly better picture. But basically, Newton and Einstein's gravity does apply everywhere in the universe, as far as we know. So, uh, and since the discovery by Newton of this universal law, we found other laws which apply all places and all times. Now, of course, we can't go to other bits of the universe to check that the physics is the same. However, we can pick up things like starlight, and starlight has encoded in it information, for instance, about the atoms that produce the light. And we can see that the light coming from the most distant objects comes from atoms which are very similar to the ones or identical to the ones on the Earth. So as far as we do know, the same laws apply in other places as on Earth. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.